Amen. Amen. We've been talking about uh, lordship. And we had a very, there's a, there was a very interesting uh, look that we had on Tuesday night, right? Uh, that Jesus is Lord, right? And being Lord of our lives, what did we say about Jesus being Lord? That he has to what? Control over all, right? All right? And so uh, I told you that uh, some people say it's, uh, some people say, uh, that his name, you know, each each writer, each commentator will say something different about his name. But when it comes down to Jesus being Lord, it means that he must have full control of your life. And sometimes we're saying we say it, but in all actuality, the way our lives look, it does not look like he's really Lord of our lives. What they do is they compromise God because they're looking at their current situation. This illustration changed my life because, number one, I was on the throne. You see that? Uh, look at the interest. My interests are directed by self, resulting in what? Discord and what? Frustration. And so what happens is people get saved, but they leave Jesus right here. Amen. And oftentimes when folk get saved... What they don't realize, it's about building a relationship with Jesus. Amen. And I want to say this to you. When Jesus becomes Lord of your life, you can, listen, your life. Amen. Can I tell you something? He has power. But watch this. Watch this. When you make Jesus Lord, everything in your life will start coming into what? Into order, so the, God takes chaos, and look at the, look at look at it with a Christ-directed life, or what I say, a Christ-centered life. Look what happens. First of all, self is yielding to Christ. That's what that's all about. Lordship is about you yielding your life to Jesus. Are you with me? And so, if you look at your handout. We, we see, we stopped off here on last week, uh, on, actually on, uh, on Tuesday night. So if you look at the second paragraph, as a Lord, a Lord is someone who, what? With authority, control or power over who? Over others. So the question is today, we're going to go back to our base scripture, which is uh, Psalm 16, verses 1 and 2. Let's go there. Psalm 16, that's our base scripture for this doctrine. Remind me, I'm, I'm stopping at uh, 9.35, okay? Yeah, we're starting church at 9.45. I have to, I have to go preach at another church uh, right after here. So uh, Psalm 16 and verse 1 and 2, what does it say? Preserve me, O God. See that? Go ahead. Okay, read verse 3. I want to show you something. And he says, I, I have what? I have no good what? Is that true of your life? Okay, and if it's true of your life, it will show up in your living. And it will show up in everything that you do. Amen. Watch this. Look what it says. It says, as for the saints who are where? Who are the saints? We are. Now, 
Now, he wrote this in the, in the Old Testament, amen, you know, foreshadowing the New Testament because here's the thing. In the New Testament, we are called what? Saints. All right? So go ahead. They are what? See, that's who we are. We are the majestic ones in whom is all my what? Delight. God delights in his people. Are you following me? Let me say it one more time. God what? He delights in his people. That's what God does. Look at verse 4. The sorrows of those who have what? Bartered for another God will be what? Notice what he says. The sorrow of those. You know what bartering is? Swapping. Changing. And so watch this. You can ask yourself a question today. Are you swapping gods? Because when Jesus isn't Lord of your life, then that's exactly what we're doing. We're bartering, but we're compromising. I wish I had somebody. What are we doing? We're compromising. Go to the next, look, go to the next verse, verse 4. Look, look what he said. He says, they have bartered for another what? Little G God. And look what he says, but look what he says. He says, see, here's what I want to show you. When Jesus isn't Lord of your life, your sorrow will be multiplied. And you want to know why so many believers struggle today? Because they have bartered. First of all, they don't know who they are. He says, you're a saint and you are one of the majestic ones. Do I have anybody? And so he says, he says, the sorrow of those who have bartered for another God will be multiplied. I shall not pour out their drink offering of blood, nor will I take their names upon what? Upon what? My lips. David is writing. David says, the people who have bartered for another God, I'm not even going to talk about them. Isn't that something? We spend so much time talking about people who really don't really matter. Now, everybody matters to God, but those who have turned their backs upon God, those who have not made him Lord, who have compromised him, he says, I'm not even going to talk about them. I'm not even going to put their names upon my what? My lips. Look at verse 5. Verse 5, he says, the Lord is the who? No, no, the who? The who? The Lord. I'm just trying to get you to say, I'm trying to get you to say Lord. The Lord is the portion of, now, now watch this. David is in a place. You can tell the dark place that he was in. He was surrounded by enemies. He needed to be delivered from his enemies. But he's saying, listen, I'm not going to call. Listen, they were calling on all kinds of idols. And they were offering blood sacrifices to them. They had switched gods. Are you following me? And I want to say this to you this morning. Amen. When we... Do not make Jesus Lord of our lives. 
it means that we're compromising or we're bartering God off. Amen? Off. Are you with me? He says, the Lord is the portion of my what? Inheritance and what? And my cup, you support my what? My lot. Amen? Look what he says. Look what he goes on to say. He says, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is, a beautiful, is beautiful to me. Look what he said in verse 7. He says, I will bless the Lord who has what? Oh, I don't think you're hearing me. David said at the beginning of this psalm, he says, first of all, the Lord is my Lord. Amen. I have no other good besides him. He says that the Lord is his portion. He said that he will do now what? He will bless the Lord because it's God who counsels him. Now, I don't know about you today. Amen. But the Holy Spirit lives in you. And you have a counselor. And when Jesus is Lord of your life, I don't think I'll ever get through this paper. Amen. When Jesus is Lord of your life, Nothing else really matters. Are you following me? Look what he says. Look what he says in our, in, our, in our paper here. It says, a Lord is someone with authority, control, or power. In Jesus' day, the word Lord had often used as a title of respect towards earthly authorities. Watch this. When the leper called Jesus Lord in Matthew 8, 2, he was showing Jesus respect as a healer and a teacher. See, he called him Lord because of what he had done for him. Are you with me? Put my definition up. The first slide that I had, the, uh, the first one real quick, and I want to show you this little definition I got here. All right? And so here's the thing. Sometimes we can make Jesus Lord just because of what he done. But Lord meaning master. The Hebrew word for Lord is Adon or Adonai. All right? Now, the Greek for the Greek word for Lord is Kairos. Kairos. The Hebrew word for Lord is Adonai or Adonai. Okay? It means one who possess, possesses and exercises what? Power. And what? And what? And authority and to whom respect. Listen, sometimes we come into the house of God with no respect. Let me say this to you. When the word is being presented to you, you must pay full attention to what's happening. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit is speaking. God is trying to say something to you. Amen. Don't you miss that. Is he, does he have full control of your life? Watch this. It says, exercise and power and authority and to whom respect is what? Ascribed. Several Hebrew and Greek terms are represented in the English translation, translation by what? Lord and what? Master. With reference to both what? Human masters as well as what? God and Christ. Go next slide for me. Amen? 
That's a good, that's a good look. All right. All right. So when we talk about the Lordship of God, when we start talking about the Lordship, Lord is a title of God for God. Go to Exodus chapter three for a minute. Got to remember this. This is something that's going to help you. All right. I really want you to understand this doctrine. Exodus chapter what? Chapter three. All right. Y'all with me? Listen, when Jesus is Lord, you'll know it. You'll really know it. Three verse 10. Verse what? 14. God said to Moses, first of all, then Moses said to God, verse 13, Behold, I'm going to the sons of Israel, and I'll say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me. Now they may say to me, what, what are they going to say? What is, his, what is his name? You feel that? see that? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, notice this. He says, simply, I am. Now, I don't have time to deal with that Hebrew connotation there, but I'll say this to you. That settles it. I am. You want to know who sent me? I am sent me. You know what he's saying when he says, I am? Finish the sentence. I am what? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want to put there, th- there's nothing you can put after the A-M. Watch this. That really couldn't describe him. Come on, somebody. I don't think you caught that. I am the brighter morning star. I am a way maker. I am the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Come on, somebody. I am sovereign. I am in control. Moses, I know you're wondering about who they're going to ask that sent you, but you tell them, I am. They'll finish the sentence for you. Because remember, he told God he had a stuttering problem. So just in case you start stuttering, you, you, you could at least get out, I am. Are you with me? Go back to my slide. Leave it on my slide for me. Okay? And so... So, so, so look what he says. He says, he says, uh, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, what? The same I am. The God of your what? Fathers. The God of what? Abraham. The God of what? Isaac. The God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name, what? Forever. Watch this. And this is my memorial name to what? All generation. What is his memorial name? I am. I am. And so it indicates, the, in the NIV, Lord indicates a person with authority. This can be used of God. And Lord indicates what? Yahweh, the special Israelite, Israelite name for God revealed here to Moses in the Old Testament. Lord is far 
the most frequently used word of God over 6,500 times it's used. <clears throat> Question today. Is Jesus really Lord of your life? Is he the I am? See, we allow other things to take first place in our lives. God told Moses, they're going to ask you, man, who, 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 well, Moses, they're going to ask me who sent me, whose name am I coming in? First of all, a slave would always go with his master's authority. Amen. Now, now, back in the day when slavery was in America, black folk needed a pass. Am I right? In order to get from it, they needed a pass from their what? From their master. I'm going somewhere. Amen. And, and so now we have that pass. By accepting Jesus Christ and making him Lord of our lives, your decisions are made through, the, through his lordship. Your life is lived with him being on the throne. And the more you put Jesus in first place, the less you're going to worry about how you're going to make it. Are you with me? Are you with me? He says, he says here, uh, go, go, to, uh, go to the next slide. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, go to the next slide. I'll, I'll come back to this next Tuesday and we'll do the scriptures here. Got my time. Lordship. Martin H. Manser said, Lordship is the exercise of power and authority. I want you to get this now. You see, in our English mind, we don't understand this. In our democratic Western mindset, amen, we don't, we're so free and liberal that guess what? We don't understand slave-master relationship. Amen. Because I've been in slavery a long time. I don't want to go back in slavery. I'd rather be enslaved to Jesus and nobody else. Are you with me? And so remember, in those times, they're thinking one who's wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, twisted up, and chained up to Jesus. Amen. Watch what he said. He said, Lordship belongs to who? To who? To God. By nature, but may be dele delegated to human beings. Amen. Thus, lordship of Jesus Christ over humanity rests upon his divine nature. Amen. The fact that Jesus came and walked as a man and lordship is because he's so awesome. Because he came, amen, to rectify our sin issues. And see, it, your master would take all of your burdens upon him. All you had to do is to what? Submit. See? And so, and so is Rick. Go to the next one. Go to the next one for me. Next slide. At the heart of the church's confession of Jesus as Lord is the simple fact of the authority of the risen Christ, watch this, in the life of the church and its members. 
if Jesus is not Lord of the church, and if he's not Lord of your life, and this is primarily what's happening in church today, watch this, not everybody's making him Lord. See, we talk about we love him, but we don't show lordship. See, a slave did not do what a slave wanted to do. A slave did what the master told him to do. Go, go to that scripture. Go to 1 Corinthians 4.19. Are y'all with me? Amen. Y'all looking deep. Yeah, I'm pulling out some real, real terms for you now. We're going beyond the surface. Surface. 1 Corinthians 4 and 19. What does it say there? Mm-hmm. See that? He says, now notice what he says. Paul was, Paul was away from them and he was writing to them. And he's telling, this chapter talks about, you know what this chapter is dealing with? This chapter is dealing with, um, go to verse 1. It says, let a man regard us in this manner as what? Servants of who? And what? Stewards of what? You know what the mysteries of God is? The word of God. He says, first of all, I want you to not know me as this big time preacher. Or know me as this person who can sing real good. But I want, let me ask you a question. Are you known for your service to your Lord? I know you say Jesus is Lord. But does it show in your servitude? And watch this. Are you a steward over what he's given you? Because a good slave is a good steward. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, he says, watch this. He says, he said, now back to our scripture now, where he says, but I will come to you soon, because he wasn't there. He says, if the, if the what? See, one thing that Paul understood, if it didn't happen, the Lord didn't want it to happen. We, we're not good with that. We're not good with that. We're not good. Notice, at the heart of the church's confession of Jesus as Lord is the simple fact of the what? The authority. The, the authority of the risen Christ. So if the Lord, and, and what we have to start saying now, if the Lord wills. It says, in the life of the what? Church and its member. He says, first of all, so from that one, we're going to say, if the Lord what? If the Lord wills. If the Lord what? Wills. If the Lord what? Wills. Why? Because if he's Lord of my life, then it means God would ever Whatever you want, God. And be careful of that. You say, God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. And now watch this. He'll show up and tell you to go to Africa. Now you better go. If the Lord wills, go to that last passage and we're done. James 4.15. See, you got to know how to regroup. And you got to know how to make Jesus Lord so that you don't fall apart. And when you keep him in his right position in your life, in the right, well, you don't have to keep him there. He's already there. The only person that moves is you and I. We move out of his vicinity. 
We barter him. Come on, somebody. Don't you barter God. Don't you sell out. James 4.15 says what? Huh? Instead, you ought to say, come on, somebody. I just told you that, right? Didn't I just say, didn't I just say that? Didn't I just say that? So when things are not going right in your life, stop complaining and say, listen, if the Lord wills, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. If you will, God, if it's your will, God, for us to move, if it's your will, God, for us to get promoted, if it's your will for whatever we're asking for in our lives, we accept your lordship over our lives. Would you bless our worship time together now? Free us from anything that's holding us back from making you Lord of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.